Unfortunately, there's probably gonna come a time where I am gonna let you down. He is trying to get our attention and some of us are fully there and some of us are missing it. Hey, we need to be all things to all people. Welcome to the final episode in the What Is Church series. I'm Gareth and I'm normally behind the camera, but today I'm going to be interviewing Adrian Samarini for the final episode. If you haven't caught the previous episodes, they're all available on the YouTube channel. And this question, What Is Church, is so simple, but yet so profound. Adrian's been a friend of mine for a long time and I really admire what he stands for. I really lift him up as a man and a friend and a father. But today we're going to tap into what he's been thinking on this journey because he's talked to so many different people. Now it's time for us to almost go behind the scenes and see what it's like from his point of view. So Adrian, how have you been? Hello. First of all, I just have to say this is very strange. I'm used to being on your side of things, I guess, which... Um, but there you go. Thank you for agreeing to do this, Gareth. Thank you for uh, stepping in. And, uh, and, 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 and this was actually your idea. So to be fair, thank you for having this brainchild of, of sitting down with me. Um, how have I been? Yeah, I've been, praise God, it's been good. Lockdown has been uh, difficult, fantastic, f- fearful, like all, all emotions kind of been one. Uh, we have, uh, as many will know through, through the, the series, we've journeyed all sorts of different things and um, have really felt that God has been saying things and stirring us up and trying to draw us closer to Him. Um, but through it all, you know, finding our own battles and, um, and, and also journeying with people who have been struggling with a bit more of loneliness and, and other mental health things popping up and uh, for myself as well. It's been a whole journey of, of in pushing in closer to God, figuring out what that looks like for my day-to-day walk, not just spiritually, but physically as well. So it's been a, a, a roller coaster of a time, um, but through it all, God has been phenomenal. And while we've been doing things very differently um, and, and strangely in many respects, uh, we've definitely seen Him at work in all these things. So it's been, it's been great to, to really just try to step into what God's got for us in this season. And um, yeah, it's been exciting. Brilliant. Okay, so based on your own advice, I'm going to be very much clock watching during this interview. Uh, I'm not saying that either of us talk a lot because, well, let's see how this goes. But um, we're gonna. I've got some. I've got some big questions here for you. And you've spoken to so many different uh, leaders from across the world, which is absolutely phenomenal. I just want to ask you, Adrian, what is your sense in terms of what is church? now compared to what it was that's a big question i think i think the reality is and one of the things that i I found myself thinking after most interviews is that we we none of us really tapped into defining what church was i think we maybe took it as an assumption of what it was and then started talking about different uh, outworkings of church or, or different qualities of what church is but I think we have to maybe take a step back and just recognize, and, and, and this kind of started from a point of we were out of our building and what was God saying to us, not being in the building and, and changing things up. 
And the fact is that maybe through church history, we've, we've transitioned and we've ebbed and flowed into different views and mentalities. But in one respect, we were getting used to the fact that church was what we did on a Sunday. Church was where we went on a Sunday, perhaps throughout the week for other things as well. But, but mainly it was a thing that we went to, a time that we spent. Um, but actually, that's not really biblical. And so, so in conversations with other people and, and through my own personal prayer and study, we're trying to get back to the, the real foundation of what it means. And, and I think we've all touched on it, but it sounds almost stereotypical and almost too easy to say the church isn't the building. We get that. But the church is, in fact, the people. But it's not just any people. And I think that's a big clarification that maybe we need to hold on to. You know, it's not like a community group that meets in, in any of the community centers is the church. It could be the church, but, but realistically, it's a group of people that, that have come together, that are filled with God's Holy Spirit, that are called to, as Jesus said, you know, love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our strength, and all of our mind, and then love our neighbor as ourself. You know, we read that across the Gospels, and, and Luke uh, 10 specifically kind of brings out all four of those characteristics. And if you've been around GBC for a while, you've heard me preach on this and, and talk about it's, a, it's an all-encompassing love that we're called to, to love God with. And those are the kind of qualities that we see in terms of who the church is. It, it's not just any people. It's people who are in love with God, who, who want to, you know, we talked last week in last week's interview about laying down our lives. You really want to lay down all that we have in pursuit of what God has. And so I think in terms of what it is now compared to what it was, I think the church has always been the same thing. I think from, from all through history, I mean, even before, the, before Pentecost, the birth of the church, you know, you go back to uh, following God's people. It was always about a group of people seeking to follow God wherever he led them. You know, I've, I've often talked about my favorite, one of my favorite books in the Bible being Exodus. And it's, I love it because it so depicts this journey of God's people getting it wrong. And, and hey, hands up, I'm going to get things wrong. And, and, you know, in our humanity, we fall short. But as we follow God, we, we see that we're, that we're rescued. We see that we're taken to a promised land. We see that there's going to be bumps and difficulties in the journey. But whenever we follow him and listen to him, there is amazing blessing to be had. There's amazing joy and, and unity of community and all sorts of things. But when we don't listen to him, when we step away from what he's got, you know, when, when God says, hey, don't collect more than what you need for the day, and we grab more than what we need for the day, we end up with a rotting pile of food mm -hmm. in the corner because we trust our own selves as opposed to God's. And so this real sense that church is the people of God, not just the people, the people of God, but looking to lay down everything that we have for the kingdom. And that's a real challenge to me, I think, because when I'm on it, when I'm on fire for Jesus, man, I am there. <laughs> mm. But, but when, I, when I have those times of like, well, hold on, let me choose my own self. Let me, I stop being the church. I, I stop being the, the person God's called me to be. I start putting myself before him and that becomes an issue. And I think everything else we've talked about are manifestations of that church um, and how we reach out to people. But we might touch on that a bit more. That's a long answer, but there you go. Yeah, it's interesting. And it's, it's made me think when you were talking about, you mentioned about uh, people and buildings and, and various other things. And it makes me think of some of the friends that I've, uh, well, I know who have, have literally had a fallout with the church. And they, they, they say, they say it's the church has let them down. But if, if, for example, I was to say that to you, does the church let people down in its form? Honest answer? 
Yeah, the, the church, the church, um, you know, the church is made of people. And, and again, it's that people that love Jesus and are going to love him with everything and love our neighbor as ourself. And when we stop loving our neighbor as ourself, um, which is easily done because we are human and we're not perfect. We are not yet made into the perfect image of Christ. We are being made, you know, that, that big, big uh, 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 journey that we're on. Yes, we, you know, we have been saved by all that Jesus has done on the cross, but we're still being transformed by the power of his Holy Spirit into uh, the people that he wants us to be. And so unfortunately, yeah, we do let people down. Um, I've probably let people down. And, and I, one of the things I try to be honest with people, and I've said it from the front, uh, and, and, I, and, I've, and I've said it in conversations with people one-on-one, is that unfortunately, there's probably going to come a time where I, I'm going to let you down. Uh, uh, and it'll never be intentional. I'm not, never going to go out of my way to, to be that person. But unfortunately, I, I, I'm not Jesus, and I, I fall short. I think where we're called to be the church is to recognize those things. We actually own the fact that, you know what, we have let some people down. We have caused pain and not dwell on it, but learn from it. Say, okay, how can we address those things in us that are wrong, that are incorrect, that are not reflecting of God, that are not loving our neighbor as ourself, not loving God with all that we are? How can I humble myself more to God and then go out and love? Um, what, what I, what I, where I find comfort is that by the grace of God, others can still, even those who've been hurt, can still find a place in church and in the kingdom because God is the God of, of, of miracles. He's the God of all love, grace, and mercy. And so actually he, by his spirit, can bring healing into those situations. So I need to repent for those moments. I need to hold those things and kind of say, wow, I'm sorry. But I also need to recognize that God is greater than just me. I mean, you know, I'm not going to stop someone from believing they need to be able to step into that journey as well with God. But maybe starting from a part in a place where, hey, maybe we've hurt some people. And that's tough. And that's, that's difficult. But it's true. Mm. And it's interesting the way you, you describe that. And it makes me wonder in terms of lockdown and, and COVID and maybe reflecting on the things that you've talked about and then looking at other ways to communicate has this now changed the direction the church was going? I mean, I think the answer to that is is yes. Um, do we know what direction fully 100% yet? No. And, and I think that's part of what this journey is still for us. I mean, for us as GBC, and I think for many churches around the world, we're, we're still praying. And again, our goal, our desire, our heart's desire is to go where God is leading us, not not where we want. Um, but But I love... I love the words of Paul. So in, in 1 Corinthians uh, 9, and I'm actually going to pull this up and, and read it to you if that's all right, um, because it's in 1 Corinthians 9, 19 to 23, and, and this is Paul writing to the church in Corinth, uh, you know, and, and, and many times the church in Corinth has, has been paralleled to the current day in terms of some of the things, that, some of the sins that are happening, some of the, 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 the vibrancy of sin and how it's kind of lived and, and the brokenness of yeah. humanity. There's a lot of parallels with, with that in, in, in the church in Corinth. And, and so 1 Corinthians 9, 19-23 says, this is Paul writing, he says, Though I am free and I belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone, to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew, to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law. So as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law. Though I am not free from God's law, but I am under Christ's law. So as to win those not having the law. 
to the weak I became weak, to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all of this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. And the reason I love these words of Paul is because it's, it's openly saying, hey, we need to be all things to all people. And what oftentimes the church has, uh, the, the church gathering, the manifestation of church gatherings ha- has ended up doing is saying, right, we're going to have one service that will be all things to all people. We will have one gathering in which case, in which we're going to do all things for everybody. But actually, if we look at the early church and the fact that they were meeting in homes, you know, Acts 2 breaks down the fact that they, they came together, yes, for temple, and they were coming together still to worship God in the, in the bigger sense together, but they were breaking it down small. I can imagine that actually each small group, each home group, if you will, was different. Yes, was focusing on Jesus, but they were doing different things. And actually where we see um, around the world growth in um, in the church, growth in, in that people coming to know Jesus, where we see that growth is where people are stepping out and saying, actually, who am I surrounded by? Okay, they're Jews. How do I become a Jew to, these, to this group? Okay, who am I surrounded by? These are people that are under the law. I'm not under the law, but how can I reach them in that sense? You know, hey, who, I'm, around, I'm surrounded by weak people. How can I make myself weak to come alongside them and journey it out? And so I think the direction of the church should always have been and should always be that of seeking to, to, to meet people where they're at for the sake of the kingdom. And I think that's a real challenge because the, the, the truth is we'll, we'll start something as, as a global church. You see it with people all the time. We'll start something. We'll see people come to faith and we're like, praise God, that is awesome. And then we just keep on doing the same thing over and over. But at yeah. some point, people start recognizing like the culture around us is changing. The world is changing. And, and don't mishear me. We, we don't want to become the world, but we're in the world. And so we need to recognize the things around us that are happening and say, okay, how can we as a church speak into that? How can we come alongside that? And for us, one of the things that we've recognized during lockdown is part of it is, is this. It's, it's an online world at the moment. Um, so for us, it's been a big step to step into that. But we have to then not just go, right, we're going to go online, we're going to stream or whatever, that's it. We then have to say, well, how do we build community there? How do we go beyond that? What does it look like in our villages and our surrounding area? What, what are the needs? Who are the people around us? Jews, under the law, weak. What, what, what is it? Who is it around us that we can become like them? Be mm. that for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of people coming to know Jesus, for the sake of the gospel. And I think that is part of what leads the direction. We're going to get it wrong at times, I'm sure. But there's this sense of, hey, let's try something. Let's see what God is saying. Yeah. Let's, let's tune into God's voice and just go. See what happens. Mm. So, so did you get a sense that the church had to change? Are we speaking GBC or global church? Just, I, I think just generally when I, when I look at and I think about, you know, I guess from from my point of view as well, and I'll share a bit about where where I was. Sometimes you you would just see a building, and you'd feel that it was so insular within those four walls, and and that that could sometimes come across as quite intimidating, and you weren't part of that gang, and you weren't part of that crew. Do you feel it was inevitable? It it had to change anyway, and it's in its in its previous format. I mean, I think general general generalization, I guess, big swooping statement. Yes. Um, but that's not to say that all churches were insular. That's not to say that all churches weren't reaching out and doing things. I think 
all churches, all gatherings of people who love Jesus need to constantly be recognizing the change that we have to step into. Um, the reality is, is that when even, even Jesus' ministry was not a stagnant, stale, stay-in-one-place ministry. Um, yeah. He was journeying um, from place to place physically, and we may not have to do the physical, but he was also journeying from place to, splay, place, to place emotionally and spiritually with those that he was mm -hmm. gathering with. He was encountering different people. Um, how I mean, we, we see through the Gospels how... You know, Jesus said a lot of the same things, and, and we only have snippets. And, and the truth is, I, I can imagine him preaching the same thing over and over and over again in many contexts. But how he would say it, who he would say it to, was going to be different. And I think, again, I think there's this thing that, that as humans, we like to be comfortable. You know, as humans, we like to, to, to know what we're doing, know how we're stepping into what we're doing, and stick there. Mm. But the thing is that being church, being God's people who love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength and with all of our mind and love our neighbor as ourselves, that is going to be difficult and painful. You know, one of our guests last week, I believe it was Brady, uh, Brady Shear, who, who mentioned he was talking about actually we have to pick up our cross and, and follow Jesus. And actually picking up a cross, especially in the, like the, the language that Jesus uses there, that was a torture device. That was a death device. It wasn't like a nice cool thing that we wear around our necks. It wasn't fashion. The cross was, was for those who were criminals. It was a painful, torturous way to die. And Jesus says, hey, pick up your cross and follow me. Mm. So actually, and there's this call to be his church, to love him with everything, to love our neighbor, love our, as we love ourselves, but knowing that it's going to be difficult, that it's going to be painful. And in that same passage, he says, actually, as you lose yourself, as you lose your life for, for, um, for the sake of me, Jesus, and the gospel, you're going to save your life. I mean, he's talking about, hey, your, your eternal life is going to be wow. Mm. And so I think sometimes our perspectives have changed where we have stopped focusing on maybe um, the, the purpose for why we do what we do, you know, for the kingdom, for, for eternity, for souls saved. We've forgotten some of the purpose um, and we focus on more maybe of what we're doing and how we do it. And I'm to blame for that. I think, you know, you can get lost in, in series or you can get lost in agendas. You can get lost in the, in the doing of. But you have to ask the question, why are we doing it? You know, what is, what is the fruit? Um, you know, we've been blessed as a church that we've seen growth within our fellowship. You know, our, 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 our fellowship is growing and the membership is growing. And we praise God for that. But if I was going to be really, really critical of us as GBC in terms of our growth, I would say that the majority of our growth within the fellowship and membership has been, shall I say, transfer growth. People who've already known Jesus, who've decided, felt called by God, for whatever reason, stepped through our doors and said, hey, they want a fellowship here. They want to worship here. Awesome. But in terms of that growth that we see that, you know, that, that, that Paul's talking about in Corinthians and, and that, that, hey, people not knowing Jesus and coming to know Jesus, we've had some, praise God for that, mm. but, but not a huge amount. And if I look at our area, you know, our village is almost 5,000 people. You add in the surrounding villages, there's a couple, a few thousand more, you know, can mm. we house all of them? No, but I'm sure that there's plenty of them who don't know Jesus. And so for the sake of the kingdom for the sake of them knowing Jesus. What are we willing to do? Where is God leading us? What are we going to lay down to see people come to know Jesus? And that's going to be messy. And I think that's one of the things that both excites me and makes me really nervous <laughs> because mm -hmm. actually 
hey, we've seen growth, and we've seen growth with people who know Jesus, who, who know the culture, who, who know the concept of praying, who know the concept of what a worship song is and what it means to come yeah. together and do those things. What happens when we start seeing people come to know Jesus who've never been to church or have a specific view of church or have been hurt by church? Then it's going to be more complicated, more messy. And that's where we actually have to then step into being the church of loving others the way we love ourselves of going god what does it look like for me to love you in this situation what words do you have for me and how can i preach the gospel and bring everything in and, and lead people to repent and lead people to to really give all of their lives and see transformation yet do it in a way that i'm becoming a jew to a jew you know and and, and mm. so on and so forth and it, it mm. it's exciting to me um but it's also like wow there's there's a big responsibility so do you feel then that your, say if I had asked you this question six months ago, hang on, when was that? Nine months ago. And I said, what, what is church? Would, has your opinion changed as to what that is? Oh, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, I think yes and no. I think it's, in one respect, it's always been church has never been the building to me. Church has been the people, the believers who, who want to go after him. But I think probably pre-pandemic, I would have, I would have said, actually, there's a certain mold of church, uh, of what the, what the manifestation of those people mm -hmm. gathering looks like. And there's that certain yeah. mold. And, and, and um, so, for example, we used to, as a church, uh, run something called Messy Church. And, and it wasn't Messy Church in its purest form. It, it, we kind of tailored it to, to work for our circumstances and it's something that started pre-me arriving and and continued going while we started but but it wasn't you know messy church in its in its purity was designed almost to be another congregation if you will it, it, it was designed to be actually yes an outreach but it was never a hey come to this thing to then feed into coming to sunday you know whereas what we were what we were doing the way we were operating it was come be a part of messy church and hey, by the way, we've got Sunday as well. Come join us for that. And so it all revolved around Sunday for us. Um, mm. Whereas I think my, my mentality, and I'm an evangelist, so I was constantly you know, thinking about other things, but oftentimes my evangelism was right. Let me go out to where they are to then bring them into where we are. But I think part of my change in my mentality is actually saying, hold on, God. Did, is this what you intended for us? Yes, you intended for us to gather. Yes, you intended it for fellowship and praise and worship. And, and corporately, we see that we, biblically, but we also see that, God, you've called us to go where people are, you know, to meet the Samaritan woman by the well, uh, uh, to, to meet, uh, uh, you know, Zacchaeus at his house after he's yeah. been up a tree. <laughs> you've called us to go where others are, not for the full result to say, hey, just come back into our space. It's for the result of, hey, come into the kingdom. Let's welcome you into the kingdom and then let's spread. You know, we, we pray constantly, God's kingdom come. But my prayer isn't God's kingdom come into this building. It's, it's God's kingdom, your kingdom come in this area, this place. That actually, as I walk down the streets of our village and beyond, we'd see and experience your kingdom. And if I want to see that happen, if I want to mm. step into that prayer, you know, put legs on our prayer, as one of our guests said earlier on. If I want to put legs on that prayer, it's going to be outside just this building. Um, so I think my, my thinking has maybe deepened, has maybe expanded, but it's always started from that part of, hey, we as believers are the church. Um, and I think that's also crucial because 
that means that actually the manifestation of church, how we gather, how we worship, how we pray here can be very different to the way it's going to be three villages down, the next city, in another country. And none of them are wrong as long as we are seeking to love God with all of our hearts, mind, soul, and strength, loving one another as ourselves, focusing on Jesus. If we're focusing on that, then actually the rest kind of falls into place. So we don't have yeah. to look the same or sound the same. We can be different, but still united and one in Jesus. And that's mm. glorious to me. I think it's really interesting. And when you're, when you're talking there, it made me think of a couple of things. And I, I almost wanted to just throw a couple of things at you and say, church, yes or no. So I'm going to go with that. So barbecue. Potentially, yes. <laughs> a tennis match. The actual match itself, no. What's happening around it, potentially, yes. Hanging out with friends. Potentially, yes. You don't like the potentialies, I know. But, but again, and, and, and the thing is, the, the reason I say potentially is because, and this is that differentiating, I guess, between church and just a gathering. You know, hey, you can hang out with friends and there be, there be no loving God, no loving one another, and that not be church. Simple yeah. as. But actually, if you're hanging out with friends, um, and, and it doesn't mean that you're doing a Bible study. Please don't. It's, it's not like, right, if we gather around Scripture, it is church. No. You can love God in how you love one another, in how you're being Jesus to other people, and how they're being Jesus to you. That community, yeah, that can be church. How we live it out can be church. Same thing with the barbecue. Tennis match. I think the actual physical playing tennis back and forth, that's a great sport. Is that church? No. But what's happening in the seats? Well, actually, are you being church? Are you loving one another the way Jesus has loved us, the way we love one another? Are we loving God? In Potentially. Chances are probably not. You know, let's honestly, you're probably there to watch the tennis match and that's what you're focusing on. Mm. But, but are there moments where you can have church? Yeah. Church doesn't have to be a place where we just come together in some worship. Um, Again, we are called to corporately come together, so that's, a, that's an aspect of it, but it's not the only manifestation of church. The church is the people. And so if we're going to go with the church is the people, then wherever the people who love God, who love one another, as Jesus loved us, we love ourselves, then actually that, that is church. Um, but equally, you can have a gathering of people who love God, who love Jesus, who aren't gathering as church, who are going shopping, going shopping you know, to, to, for your local food shop, that isn't necessarily church. If you're by yourself and you're just going in, nipping in and out, that isn't. But can there be aspects of church in there? Potentially, yeah. Yeah, so effectively what you're trying to say is that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you're, you're, you're hinting towards it depends ultimately what's on people's hearts when you get together. So yeah. if you, if for example, you get together, you hang out and you've got that, that God-centered focus, well, then that becomes, in a sense church or well another example would be say when you volunteer and you've done stuff on the need project or you've got the cafe there well effectively that's church as well right it absolutely can be and i think you know one of the one of the things that we we've touched on for us as a church you know romans 12 1 and 2 have been our kind of verse for the year and that's really about you know living our entire lives as a living sacrifice, an act of good and proper, pure, awesome worship to God. Yeah. Well, if, if we're doing that, if we're living out that, then, then yeah, our whole life becomes worship. 
And at, at that point, you're going to say, well, yeah, if I'm focusing on worshiping God in everything I do, everything I say, then absolutely there is an aspect of church because I'm giving everything I am to him. Mm. Um, but that doesn't, and I, I want to be clear, that doesn't disqualify gathering together in, 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 as a group and coming into the building. And, and there's importance in those things. And I think sometimes we can hear someone like myself say, oh, there's, there's this power in us coming together as the people to worship that is church. And then they say, oh, so you're saying don't gather, don't do the, don't do the building thing. No, I'm not saying yeah. that. But I am saying that we have to do things differently. We have to be led by God. We have to let His Spirit in us. You know, we believe, Scripture teaches, that we are the living temple of the Lord, that He, by His Spirit, is dwelling in us. Mm. If we believe that to be true, then we've got to go wherever He guides. We have to submit to Him. And I think, you know, God knows our hearts. But part of that journey that we talk about is, yeah, He knows our hearts, but He also knows when we're submitting to Him fully. You know, I can tell you, Gareth, oh, you know what? I've fully submitted to God today and I've done exactly what he's wanted me to do. And you could probably believe me. You'd say, well, Adrian, I know you. I think you're a pretty honest guy. You're a pastor. What reason would you have to lie to me about that? Mm. But actually, God will turn around and say, actually, Adrian, I know your heart. And I know that, that there have been aspects of today that you've not submitted to me yet. You know, I, I know, Adrian, that actually your intention, even in just sharing that in that moment, wasn't pure. Why would you share that? And so suddenly you kind of go, it's, it's not about the external, what I'm saying or what, you know, I can't see your relationship with Jesus. I can't see all the I- intricate things, but God can. Yeah. And it's one of the things that you and I talk about a lot about uh, is that purity in private situation. Um, because part of being the church is, is not just being loving God and, and loving our neighbors ourselves when we come together corporately, but also when we're doing it in private. You know, to be pure and, and righteous and stand in all things God has for us. And that's where we come into living as the church together. You know, part of the ways that we can love one another is to hold each other accountable is to invite people into our circles and say, hey, would you, would I give you permission to hold me accountable, to push me, to question me. And that's one of the things that you and I, Gareth, have done. Like, Gareth has been a massive blessing for those who don't know uh, in, in my physical and spiritual journey together combining. And, and you on a, you know, we meet Monday through Friday in the mornings and every day you're like, how are you doing? So how is your food? You know, what have you been eating? And, and the truth is, you're holding me accountable. And, 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 and even when, I mean, there have been times I've been like, stop pushing the stuff. Like, I'm telling you the truth. And you're like, are you sure? I was like, yes, I am. And you don't do that out of, out of trying to catch me out. You're not doing that. You're just trying to say, hey, make, let's make sure that you're staying pure. Because even though Gareth isn't in my house when I'm eating, God knows. And so there's this sense of purity even in those private places. And, and that's just one example. Um, but it's, it's inviting people to hold you accountable. That's yeah. part of loving one another as we love ourselves. Um, and that's part of what we're called to do, to, to be open and brutally honest and journey with one another. Yeah, I think it's really interesting what you said, but also with that, that it takes a certain level to get to that point in terms of, well, that relationship and a friendship. You have to be almost invite somebody into that space, but trust that they're the right person to bring into that space where there isn't judgment. And it's uh, you're not calling somebody in there who's going to kick you when you're dying, but they're going to encourage you and fall down with you and pick you back up again. And they've got this strength to pick you back up again and go with you. So... Yeah, I think I think it's really interesting in terms of accountability, and that I mean that sounds like a different kind of conversation that we will have. On <laughs> yeah, a, we can have on that a one at a different time. But, but, but that's I think an aspect of of what it means to be the people that love God yeah. and love one another. Yeah, and it's it's also having that vulnerability to say actually, 
do you know what? I haven't got something right or I'm weak in this area. I need help. I'm struggling with this. And yeah, gosh, that's a, that's a massive can of worms to, to, to people, but it's important that that's opened. It's Absolutely. Not maybe we can I'm open that. Open maybe, maybe we can open that in a different conversation. At a different- I'm quite excited to do that. So anyway, let's, let's, let's move on. So, so what does church look like for you going forward? I mean, so for us as a church, you know, we, we, we're, we're praying through what that looks like and, and we're still, we haven't put any full on meat on the bones, if that makes sense. But, but the mm-hmm. questions that we're asking ourselves is actually, how can we uh, better disciple, better journey with those who are already in the mix? You know, how can we, those who are already coming to church, how can we help them go deeper and farther with God? How can they push into it? And so some of that might be exploring different styles of worship, different things that we're doing. Um, and, And so how can we go deeper with those who are already part of the family, part of the journeying, you know, church? And then alongside that, we're asking the question, okay, how... Or, or, or what is it that God wants us to do that we could be the Jew to the Jews and the you know, Gentile to the Gentiles, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. and, and I think that's, there's a lot of questions around that. You know, we've had guests throughout, um, you know, I think our first two guests, uh, um, Chris Duffett and, and um, Andy um, Glover spoke about, you know, doing, not, not doing church in the gathered form every Sunday, but doing something different. You know, what could that look like? And, and I'm sat in the backroom cafe and, and, and this is a space that has already seen loads of people come through and do things. So actually, is there something that we can be doing with this? Is there, is there a call to, to maybe do something with this beyond just a Monday? Mm. Um, you know, we haven't set anything in stone, but as, as a leadership, we're praying through and we're, we're pushing into things and, and we believe that there's going to be some changes coming. Um, and I think to caveat all of that for us, we're very much saying, Hey, you know what? We want to try, we want to hear from God and we want to try something. And, and, and if we've misheard or we've gotten it wrong, then, Hey, we'll go back. We, we can, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying, let us, let us see what happens. And what would it look like to, for our services to, to, to look different, feel different, yeah. yet still be Jesus centered. Um, we don't have any of those full answers yet. Um, I, I wish we, I wish I did. I wish I could be like, this is my map and, you know, follow it through. Um, it isn't that easy, unfortunately, but, but we are seeking that. And so, so I think realistically for us, it's how do we grow deeper with those who are already with us? And then how do we reach those who aren't? And it's, it's, it's a twofold journey because as we reach those who aren't, we then want to welcome them into the family and help them go grow deeper. But someone who's been a Christian for 30, 40 years is going to grow deeper in a different way, possibly, than someone who's just become a Christian. And so it's finding this spectrum of things and seeing, hey, how can we journey with everyone so that we're all moving in the same direction, closer to Jesus, being able to love him with everything that we are more and more, to worship him as a whole life worship. Um, So what does it look like? Exciting (laughs) is, is, I guess, the answer Uh, without, yeah, kind of, there's still a lot of moving parts and... um, and I think one of the things I'm eager to make sure we do is that, that we hold all of it loosely. I don't ever want to go, this is it, and this is how we, we do it forever. Because again, where we've landed in lockdown is, is this self-evaluation of, Lord, where have we got, gotten to that maybe you didn't want to take us? Or maybe that we followed you here, but now you want to go somewhere else. Um, and we don't ever want to say, no, this is the way. Like I started with, like it's, we want to go, right, this is where we are for now. But actually, if God, you say, make a 90 degree turn at the front, okay, we'll do that. And, and, and learning to hear him better in those kind of day-to-day, month-to-month journeys and, and learning to, to see what that looks like and moving his timing and not ours is a key part of all of that. 
Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I really like how you have, first of all, you've taken on this huge challenge of doing the, the what is church and you've, you've reached out, you, you've done that in faith. You've stepped out and you, you, you've, you've reached out to people with that, the possibility of rejection, but there's been some serious work done in that. You've managed to speak to some amazing people and this, this journey will continue. The what is church will continue. And that is, that's a certainty. So I just, for me, I've watched all of them and I just want to say thank you for everything that you've done. I want to say thank you for your, your effort, your time, uh, uh, your patience but also i also want to thank you that you've been such a good friend for lockdown so oh mate thank you the, the feeling is mutual so bless you thank you so much <laughs> massive shout out a little bit emotional there then there i'm not gonna not gonna cry um, but we we're, we're 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 good and um i just want to i just want to say that it's been it's been an interesting interesting series so so concluding it concluding everything where you are right now just share something that's right on your heart Oh man, right on my heart. I think I think the reality is is that uh, I, I feel that we as a church and even as a global church have got to just keep on pushing into God. I think you know for us it started uh, very much saying, "Hey Lord, what is it that you want to transform in us?" And I think for anybody who's watching this, whether it be from our church or beyond, um, we we need to keep on asking that question. Um, just keep on saying, Lord, how can I grow deeper in relationship with you? How can I be closer? Draw me in. Um, you know, there have been times that, hey, we're going to need deliverance and cleansing. And there's been part of that for me and others in the church. And hey, so what things do you want to deliver us from? What things do you want to cleanse us from? What things do you want to pour into us that we have not yet heard of, experienced, uh, uh, or didn't even know we were missing? Um, I think it's you know, for me, the, the, the continual journey of what is church and the forever asking of that question is saying, Lord, what does it look like for me to be your follower, not just as an individual, but corporately with my brothers and sisters around me? What are you calling us to now in this season? And, and part of my prayer is that, Lord, as, as you release everything from this season, as you reveal it to us, may we hold on to it for now, but be willing to let go of it for the next, if that is what you require. Um, yeah. And so all my heart is just, hey, what, what, what is God saying to you in this point, in this moment? And in, as an individual, as well as, as a church. But what is God saying? He is speaking. He is crying out to us. He is trying to get our attention. And some of us are fully there and some of us are missing it. And there's some right there in the middle where we're like, yeah, God, I got it. But I'm going to go over here and actually, how can we just fully give all that we have to love him with all of our strength, with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul? and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Um, and that's, that's exciting, it's difficult, but I think God's got loads and loads and stuff in there for us, so it's awesome. Great, Adrian, thank you so much for your time. And I thank you for having me, thank you for doing this. Brings, <laughs> I guess that brings our service to a close for today. So I, I really just wanna invite you, Jen, would you just pray just to close off for us? Absolutely, let's, let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you are who you say that you are. Lord, we thank you for your amazing love, grace, mercy poured out for us. We thank you for uh, your amazing sacrifice of Jesus, that he would walk this earth, that he would give us an example of how to live, that he would take the cross for us, that we would have freedom, forgiveness, adoption into your kingdom. And Lord, we thank you for the resurrection with which we know we have yet so much more to come in you and with you. And Lord, I just pray that 
as we move on from this point, as individuals and as churches, God, that we would truly be seeking your will in all situations, that by your spirit, you would guide us and you would move us where you want us to go. Lord, I pray that if there are things in us that need uh, changing, delivering, transforming, that by your spirit, you would cleanse, you would chisel, you would mold, that we would further reflect that of Jesus. And Lord, I pray that as we move forward, we would be like Paul, called to be all things to all people, that we would do it in your strength, not ours, in your timing, not ours, that you would always be our central focus in all things as individuals, our whole lives, and as the gathered church people. Because Lord, we long to see your kingdom come and your will be done right here in our areas as it is in heaven. Lord, so we pray for more and more and more of you and less of us. In Jesus' precious and awesome name, amen. Amen.